Hey, my beautiful sunflowers, and welcome back to another episode of Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. And y'all, we are so glad that you guys decided to join us this week as well. Now, if this is your first time tuning into this podcast and you really want to know what it's about, basically, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made is an outreach ministry, but it has a podcast portion, which is what you're listening to right now. And it's basically a safe haven for those who are lost and broken, yearning to know Christ and how we actually bring a solution to that problem is by introducing them to real life conversations and showing them that God is truly in the midst of it all. Now, if you haven't had a chance to actually go on over and to follow us on Facebook, you can go and follow us at the FWM Ministry on Facebook. And all you have to do is like and then follow. And then also be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. I hope you guys have been having a marvelous and amazing week, y'all. And I promise you, you guys are not going to want to miss out on this conversation because it's the real one. All right. It's, it's literally in your face. OK, it's one that's probably going to hit home. It's one that's going to be thought provoking. Sit back and make you really analyze and think about what you're dealing with. But I'm not by myself, y'all. I have some amazing, beautiful guests and you about to find out exactly who they are. But we just want you right now to actually sit back and relax. OK, but also remember that you're loved. You're amazing. And most of all, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So I'll see you soon. good grand people now like i said earlier in the introduction i am not by myself because coming back to the a a a might the ones and the twos is miss kayla robinson the author of the millennial christian guy blog as well as hey, Miss say hey y'all hey Erin Felice is also a life coach as well as the author, and she is also the host of Confessions of a Practicing Christian Podcast. And if you want to check it out, please be sure to check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Cast, all the casts. It's all right, she's there. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it, y'all. Y'all, we wanted to talk to y'all about a very important topic. I know for a fact that this is something that has been on my mind a lot and we really got the idea from this podcast episode with us just basically in a rap session when we finished up the last episode um that we did and I was basically telling them how God was dealing with me about my own mess and that's how you know when you're growing in Christ because anytime you are not sitting back allowing God to deal with you and your own mess that's how you know nine times out of ten you need to probably check your heart posture because Wait, God sis, is going to deal with you first what I say last time maybe I'm the problem right. I am the problem sometimes yes <laughs> so I was telling them how I went to therapy because you know we believe in Jesus and therapy over here that's yes, just us, you know? yes, God. and so in my therapy sessions in one of my therapy sessions excuse me I was like when she was talking to me and we were pulling back um, apart what my issues were because the most important part to actually get to a problem is to find the root and the root of my problem was that my identity was so rooted in hyper independency mm-hmm. 
and me feeling as though that I had to be free financially. I had to be able to take care of myself in this avenue. I had to be able to take care of myself in that avenue because if not, I felt as though I was absolutely worthless. I was nothing. I didn't have anything to offer anyone. And I was a burden. And I had to really truly sit back and find out where that came from also. Now, my dad left me and my mom whenever I was seven years old. So I dealt with rejection as well as abandonment at an early age. And as I continued to pull back the layers, I saw that a lot of those things came from those triggers from my childhood, which is why Whenever I was talking to Aaron and to Kayla about it, Aaron mentioned that, you know what, sis? The topic, what's your identity issue, should Mm. be a podcast episode. And that is the theme for today, y'all. What is your identity issue? So, guys, whenever you guys hear identity, what does that mean to you? I guess, Kayla, what does that mean to you whenever you hear the term identity? Because it's so sad. It's such a saturated term. We hear it all the time. But Mm. what is identity? So to me, identity is basically like who you like, who you are, like what you identify as, like, you know, like, are you smart? Are you, you know, um, about your business? Like, are you wise? Like, are you foolish? That kind of thing. So for me, identity was always, I always had to be on, like, I felt like I always had to be like this perfect, you know, like persona of myself because I felt like everybody's cares and hopes and dreams and everything was on my shoulders and I had to rise to that occasion so Mm -hmm. I didn't really give myself a lot of grace with a lot of things because even when I was like young and and dumb like I would be upset about being young and dumb because I'm not supposed to be like this like I'm supposed to be better than this like I'm supposed to be smart I'm supposed to be wise like this is not okay and um I, I just wasn't handling it well so um but yeah so basically now like I'm learning that you know identity is like who Christ has called you to be like who you are in Christ and like how he uses your gifts and um the things like your gifts and your abilities to help uplift his kingdom and to help others right so true so Aaron I guess like what does identity mean to you Y'all, y'all know I got a whole spiel, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. So for me, I said I have a whole spiel because after my divorce, and we talked about this the last show, divorce changes you. And let me just strike that divorce doesn't just change you, life changes you. We often hear that saying to whom much is given, much is required. When you start to understand your purpose and understanding your purpose is connected to your identity of who you are in God. You're coming out of the world and God has to break those worldly expectations and thought patterns and life habits and patterns from your life that were toxic. He has to break those chains off of you. Say, for instance, if it was self-sabotage from worldly thoughts, like because we see what a, a woman's body, a woman's body is supposed to look like or by right. worldly standards, what it's supposed to look like. We think we're right. supposed to have a, a wagon, baby, a big back porch. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to have eyelashes, makeup, beat right. 24-7. We go to bed like Cinderella. Yeah. Right. Yeah, wake up and go to bed. It's unrealistic beauty standards. And we have guys 
telling women how they should act. Baby, make it make sense. And because right. we're competing and we're told that do mm -hmm. as you say, or you ain't going to handle men, or you ain't going to be lonely, or better yet, if you got some boldness to you, I don't need no man because I got my own and I'm independent. Baby, listen, mm -mm, mm -mm, out of order, out of order. Right. I am... <laughs> I am independent in God. I can do all things through Christ, but according to God and his identity, he said, he that finds a wife, that mean when my man find me and my man, my man, my man, until God say otherwise. Yeah, right. my heart is open, but I'm not dependent on it. And then when your heart is not open, you can't receive. Same as that, that goes for money, that goes for relationships, for friends, that goes for jobs. If your heart is not open and you completely lose hope, then literally you shut yourself down to receive that. So going back to it, identity for me is knowing who I am in God, the promises for my life and who he says I am based off where I came from. Now that I know who I am in God, what God says, right. no matter what I go through, I know that mm -hmm. I'm I'm redeemed and that God is the author and finisher of my faith. And he has the last so and say so. And it's not over until he says it's over. So that's what identity means to me. Right. Um, and then me digging apart, like my identity is me uniquely walking in who God divinely created me to be without mm struggle without condemnation without shame mm. and to understand mm -hmm. that I am not what I do I'm who he says I am Amen. and it took a lot for me to be able to get here because I can't say that my mindset was always that like my on, mindset man. was definitely the opposite it was definitely me thinking that what I did defined who I am and mm -hmm. it took me being grounded and rooted in Christ and really understanding who I was in him and who I am in him in order for me to understand that just because you exhibit a behavior, that's not a part of who you are. That's just a part of what you do. Behavior is what you do. It's not who you are. Mm -hmm. Like what? And when you sit back and you think about you, who exactly are you? What are characteristics that make you up to be you? You being a person that's bitter and you being a person that's angry. Oh, that's just who I am. No, that's not who you are. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. You you exude anger. You sit and you, you wrestle with anger and in bitterness because of the things that you've been through. But mm -hmm. that's not ultimately who you are because that's not who God created you to be. He didn't I create you to be an angry and bitter person. He didn't create you to be a person that's so stuck on the pain of the issue instead of releasing that issue so he can be able to bring light to a dark path. Like, you're not any of those things. And the more you spend time with God, the more you allow yourself to turn a deaf ear to the world and an open ear to Christ you will find out that you are made for so much more than you ever thought that you were. Yep. And one of those things to getting there is identifying that you are the problem. Identifying that you are the problem opens a space for vulnerability, which we lack. Yes, good. But it's so funny that we want to be vulnerable and open and free and, oh my God, trusting and loving and out 
side external relationships, but we can't even be those things when it comes to our direct relationship with the father and even ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we can't even be open, vulnerable, and honest with ourselves a lot of times. And that's I tell you, when you really break it apart and you look at it, it's because you're not that with the father because he ultimately has the keys of knowledge to tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're not those things with him, how can you know you? Right. And that's how God had to deal with me. It's like if you will sit back and be vulnerable with me. When I started being real and being honest about my mess, that's with God. And not yep. coming to him with a mess, the same mess that I pre- present to the world. That's mm-hmm. when I started to literally see how of a good father he is. And he really is loving. Like, oh, you can really hear me talk all this mess. And me telling you about all this stuff, I be thinking inwardly, which you know anyway. And you still just like, it's going to be okay. I got you. I just want right. to work on you. I just want to work on you. We're going to get this right. Is it right? No, it's not. But you are not those thoughts that the enemy feeds you. You are mm-hmm. not those divisive plans that the enemy try to like impart into your mind all because you don't feel like you're worthy enough. So you have to covet your brother and your sister. Right. Like you are not those things. And so I had to really just sit back and let God deal with me on that. That was hard, y'all. Going to therapy and me yeah, realizing, like, bruh. Man, listen, I done left therapy a couple of days feeling like an exposed nerve. Like, I was just like, oh, uh-uh. Like, this like, is not man, okay. I felt like oh, the wind would blow on me and I would just right. cry and break down. It just, no. <laughs> girl listen you be sitting there feeling like if the wind blow on you so hard you gonna feel nothing but a straight wind on your butt crack because you exposed like I'm naked out here like ma'am you have taken me just all type of ways no but you know something Mika I would say crazy, man. to piggyback off what you said to love is to is to be vulnerable just like yeah. you said vulnerability and God has to get you to a, pe- a place to know that God see you bare. The scripture says right. nothing before God is unknown. The earth, Come on. you, everything is laid bare. And he has to get you to the point that you flip your mind like God really see me, everything about me, everything about my past. But right. he still love me. That's what identity is to understand the love that God has for you and the Bible says angels nor demon nor death nor life nor height nor death he named so many things so you could get in your head that nothing no sickness no disease hoeing whatever your struggle is can separate you from the love of God and so many times as people even Christians even people that aren't that condemnation is like I ain't good enough God don't Boy. love me because I ain't where Boy. he I'm supposed to be uh-huh. with him or I can't just go to church or I can't seem to get it right or I keep right. following. Baby, God right. literally oh. watching you. He right there. Exactly. And to be vulnerable is to say, God, I'm not perfect, but I want you. I need right. I need right. you to come in and help me. And when you mm-hmm. start inviting the love of God in your life starts to change. And that's okay. why to love is to be vulnerable. And all mm-hmm. of it is, mm-hmm. is directly connected to your identity because your identity in God says, no matter what I do, no matter what I've been through, no matter yeah. what the world places on me, that's labels, 
anything, if it's mm-hmm. contrary to God's yeah. word, it's a lie from the it's enemy. And that you still love me. To me, Amen. that's identity. That is. The it love is of God. You can't do it without Christ, yo. It doesn't matter how you try to paint it. It doesn't matter what you say it should look like or what it yes. is. I'm so glad I'm redeemed. Right. Oh my God. You you have to know that Christ is really truly in the midst of it all. You can't bring this unmeasurable, this, this uh, like amazing, unexplainable peace to yourself. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. You cannot do it. We overthink. We tell ourselves lies. We beat ourselves up. Like we are our worst critic. So how do you expect for you, your flesh to bring you peace? It doesn't happen that way. And when we really understand that vulnerability is about intimacy. Yes. And a lot of us really truly don't really understand what intimacy is. Like intimacy cannot be intimacy without vulnerability. And the the world, when they hear intimacy, they think intimacy is sex. And intimacy Mm -hmm. isn't sex. Intimacy is truly, honestly, a person being able to see you spiritually, emotionally, and mentally bare, naked, and unashamed, and still love you and care about you in spite of what they see. That is what like intimacy truly is like. And we want these things in like external relationships, like with, you know, a kingdom spouse and with friends and with all these things. But if your friends and if your kingdom spouse that you're waiting for God for can never, ever see you in a vulnerable state and never, ever see you when that mask is peeled off, that is there is never going to be any intimacy between y'all. That person is never mm-hmm. really fully going to come in to understand you. But you first to be able to pull that sheet back and to be able to expose that vulnerable side of you, you have to know who you are. And a lot of times the world is doing those things without knowing who they are because they first haven't come to know Christ because Christ will let you know who you are. Christ will tell you in the midst of when your thoughts trying to beat you down and the enemy trying to plant that salt, that thought in your head so it can turn into a seed so it can, you can water it and then therefore you can go out here and do some stupid stuff to keep yourself hindered and delayed from the promise that God has for you. He planted that because he know for a fact that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He knows all I got to do is just say, boop, there you go and then she's going to go run with it. Mm-hmm. But God, that's where he steps in. He is the biggest warrior the fighter, he shows up, he is faithful, he is a God yes, of God. vengeance for you for yep. a reason because he comes in and he combat those things that you think about who you think that you are and what the enemy says that you are with the word of God. Because Literally. Psalms 139, 13 and 14, basically you was woven together and knitted in your mother's womb. That's when he knew you and yep. you are fearfully and wonderfully made in his sight. Like literally he looks at us as a royal priesthood. He looks at us that I don't want you just being servants, but God said that we're supposed to go from servants to being heirs. Yes. Ruling with him. So that goes to show how amazing, how wonderful, how like absolutely out of this world, crazy bonkers you are in God's eyesight. And the more we start to look at that that way, the easier our relationships will be. And the easier we'll sit back and start seeing ourselves like, you know what? I like me. Yes. Like, even though mm-hmm. I cut up sometimes and I'm a little stupid, but I like me. Right. Like, I know I did that this way. Oh, I know I did that that way. And that kind of makes me feel a little weird. But I'm weirdly me. I'm uniquely mm-hmm. me. I'm divinely me. And that's how we got to sit back and be unapologetically 
who we are. That's right. Right. It just is what it is. We can't want those things, y'all, without relate. We can't want those things without building relationship. God meant for us to be in relationship. Shoot. His, the very first thing he showed us was relationship. Yeah. Adam, even before Eve came on the scene, they were in relationship. He walked with Adam. He talked with Adam. Okay. Like him and Adam was here. He gave Adam a role of what he needed to do. He was in partnership with Adam. So that should show us how God actually wants to be with us. God give us examples all throughout the Bible. All throughout the Bible, even before a person comes into play. Before Adam was even presented before him, God had a relationship built with Adam. And that's why God is trying to show us, you can't want a relationship with the person that I have for you if you can't even build that relationship with me. Mm, My Lord, come on. Adam knew who he was. Could nobody tell Adam who he was? Adam knew. Yeah, because God told him. God told you're a protector. You have to take care of this. Like you are connected to me. You're in my image. Yes, you're in likeness of me. So God told him. So Adam wasn't really worried about. He wasn't even having sin in his life to worry about what somebody else had to say about him. He wasn't worried about what Eve had to say about him. All he knew is I'm a protector. I'm in likeness of God. Like I'm, I'm wonderfully made in God. I'm your husband. I'm to take care of you. God has given you, has given you me and me you for us to take care of each other. But more importantly, for me to protect you. That is my role. That's my identity. That's what I'm going to do. So when we know that, then we can go and carry out those things in those relationships. So mm-hmm. I guess more so with relationships. And the reason why we are definitely tying this in a lot, guys, with relationships is because we have a treat for y'all because. Um, one of our, um, actually a couple of episodes coming after this is going to be talking about being in that prepare in that waiting season. But one thing that we talked about before even presenting that episode to you guys was that how can you be in a waiting season when you don't even know who you are, which is why we're here. So I guess, Erin, like we, you have been, like you said, in a marriage and you have been sharing life with somebody. Do you feel as though there was times to where your identity was lost in that marriage? My identity wasn't lost because I will say when I was married, um, when I, so, um, I had a, I have a testimony, but I'll say that for another time after college, I gave my life completely to God because I've always had a relationship because I grew up in church. It's just, I want to do what I want to do. But I told God if he supernaturally allowed me to graduate college and he paid Mm -hmm. for it because I ran out of financial aid, Uh he did it it supernaturally. There's room and board, tuition and everything. And it was God. And I had to keep my end of the bargain by honoring that word with him. Like, okay, now I'm going to fully submit to you, God. So I've right. always knew my purpose. I always knew that God had a purpose for me. I didn't start completely walking in that purpose. So, you know, I didn't, in a sense, ignore my purpose. I just started walking according to my purpose. And when it came to my relationship, when I got into the relationship, it's like, okay, well, if you knew your purpose, why would you get into a relationship? I think in I had we me and God had this open dialogue. It wasn't about the relationship. It was more so somebody needed to needed this testimony because a mm-hmm. lot of things we can't, you know, it's like going for uh going on a job and God has to 
or excuse me, their job has to train you for certain things. Same thing to whom much is given, much is required. But if you asking God for a lot, because I asked God, I said, God, I want to be all that you call me to be. Mm-hmm. I want to lead other people to God. That's just my passion. I love talking to people. Right. Every time you talk to me, it's like you see the God in me and it's not an overbearing. It's just the light of God. And I love to talk to people about God and actually inform them of who God really is because people have been beat down with life so much till they give up hope on God when God is literally pulling them like, I got you here. I was in every situation that you were in and you running from God thinking it's him when it's you. So God used me as that heaven on earth to be able to bring people back to, to them well to him and to me that delights my heart because God can trust me at a low level God Mm -hmm. can trust me with a platform to be able to grab those people that wouldn't Mm -hmm. have necessarily been grabbed by older church so going back to it I knew my purpose and I started walking in my purpose and I had to be trained in every area that God was going to have me pulling people out of delivering them from because your purpose is a deliverance ministry. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know when you walk in your purpose, you literally are pulling people out and everyone has people connected to their purpose who will only get pulled out because Mika, because of Kayla, because of Aaron, people are connected to their purpose. And so because certain people are connected, like I'm an empowerment coach and you, that's in relations. I've been in every Mm -hmm. single area. I've had training by God that's I've been a struggling college student I know what it is to be going to school and have two jobs I know what it is to be divorced single separated a single mom a married mom a getting cheated on mom a happily married mom every single aspect anxiety depression Mm -hmm. happiness career woman to to a struggling career person, not knowing like, God, are you going to bless me with a job in my career right. or not? Is this happening? So every transition in life, mm-hmm. God has graced me. God has graced me to experience that area because he knows that there's someone who's pulling on him. Like, God, I need your help. I need your help. It's like, okay, let me send a life around. Mm-hmm. And God, they will meet me. And it's because it was God ordained for right. me to meet them. So, yeah, no, my relationship didn't stop me in my, in my purpose. It trained me for my purpose because even the experience that I, even the things that I experienced, the hurt, the pain, the betrayal, it shaped me into the woman I am today. Because if we be real about the situation, I said I'm a problem now. When I look back at the person I was back then, Mm-hmm. versus the person I am now is like, oh, girl, look at you growing and glowing in God. It's mm-hmm. like I look different, like the glory mm-hmm. of God. You can see the glow literally in the pictures like you went from and to oh, because it's nothing but the glory of God on my life. And I keep getting better and better. I keep being more resilient. The devil hated because he cannot kill me. He can't kill the purpose, but it's only by God because I won't give up because greater is he that sent me. And I had to train my mind to see the God in every circumstances, every circumstance right. that's difficult. That's even, even when it's not going bad, I had to train right. my mind to pray. So relationships didn't, my relationship didn't tarnish my purpose 
or even tarnish my thoughts of purpose. It just trying me for the woman I am today. Right. I mean, listen, you were just right on point to where like, you know, relationships, especially those relationships that aren't from God can definitely come in and shake a foundation up. Ooh, but no one way. thing about it is it can never separate you. And from wait me. God. I also want to add, let me just say that didn't come without going through difficult times. And you right. know, a lot of people let you see the moments where they on their up and up. Right. Maybe I'm they on my will. up and up, but let me tell you about my down and down. Let me, right. let me testify exactly. real quick. I went through a season where I didn't feel pretty. I didn't think nobody would mm-hmm. want me. Right. Like I just wanted to go on the glory. Like God, if commit suicide wouldn't be a direct ticket of hell, I'd be out of here. I check clean out here. The boot. I'm ready. The boot. Yep. Take me with you, Lord. I'm ready to right. come to glory because right. I'm sick of this. It's just too much. And I went through a season of betrayal, but God, but God, but God. So right. the person I am now didn't come without the trials on the back end. Yes, exactly. I struggled through depression, anxiety, betrayal. Exactly. All of that I went through to the point when I tell people my story, they would have been like, they, they're like, who child? I would have never yeah. thought, no, you you never would have thought. Not no. until I tell it. My testimony is for deliverance. Right. You know, somebody needs that testimony. Like, like you can go through through things. God is not finished with you yet. That's right. not the end of your story at all. And I'm so glad that everything that I went through made me the woman I am today. But it right. wasn't without a price. Oh, it go, it's going and. to come with challenges. You can, first of all, the one thing, and um, Kayla, I, I definitely have a question to ask you too, but I'm going to say this really quick. The one thing that God has definitely dealt with me is that the stronger you try to be, the weaker you are. And the weaker you mm. are, the stronger God shows you that you are. Oh, and okay. the reason why I say that is because like the stronger you try to be, because nine times out of ten, it's in your own might. So mm. that's the reason why you got problems, you got stress, you have strife, and those storms come and they literally rock you to and fro and you get to the point that you really don't even want to be here anymore. Appreciate but whenever you allow yourself to become weak and you allow yourself to stay in the valley at the feet of God and you allow for God to know your weakness, that's when you will see that he will come in and he will bear those infirmities and yep. he will make you strong. Yep. By yeah. him, like literally showing, hey, you, you ain't as strong as you thought you was, huh? Correct. Correct. Yeah, geez, you're right. I am. <laughs> to be vulnerable. He wants you to see, like, yes. I see you in your struggles. Mm-hmm. I'm with hey, you. You I'm gotta be you vulnerable. And it, it and in your weakness, you're made strong. Come on. You are. In your weakness, you're, you're made strong because that's when you need God the most. That's when yeah. we hear Paul talk about it. Paul literally talked about a thorn being in his flesh mm. because mm-hmm. it was a reminder that made him weak because it was a reminder of Christ who made him strong. Yes, God. And that's one of the things that we have to keep in our mind to know that like the stronger you try to be, the weaker you're making yourself. Come on, God. But the weaker you mm-hmm. let yourself be, and I know some people are like weak. Well, I want to let myself be weak. It's okay, stink. God ain't got you there yet. But it's okay. You're gonna be right. It's gonna mm-hmm. be and whenever whenever he gets you, though, you're gonna hear what I'm saying and it's gonna click. But for mm-hmm. those literally who are at that place right now, they they're getting it, or they're like, you know what, that makes sense. When you allow yourself to be weak, when you allow yourself to literally know that, hey, I don't have to chase this again. Like I don't have to run after this again. I don't have to do this again. Like literally, God, it's to you, Jesus. I need you. That's when you will come in to a place 
of oneness with God and God will show you that like you are really strong and you are literally so blessed and so wonderful and you are so charged to do this thing I have given you because you have allowed me to show you that you can do it by putting your cares on me right just give it to me right you won't go through those issues so I guess I was saying that like Kayla it's been times in the past that me you have talked about abandonment issues and that's a real Mm -hmm. thing and I guess like how would you say those abandonment issues um, brought triggers out in you in relationships? Like in what way was that done physically? How did those um, issues bring about things with either being in partnership with other people? Like, did you find yourself pushing people away? Did you find yourself having, you know, a harder go of being connected with people? Like, what did that look like for you? Um, for me, it was actually the opposite. I cleaned. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I didn't realize it, but my abandonment issue started like really early on with a family member and, um, there was a disagreement that happened. And as I, you know, as I'm older and like, you know, learning more about communication, it probably would have been, you know, settled with communication, but, you know, I was young and, and didn't know any better, but, um, mm-hmm. it really had me feeling like, okay, well, what about me is wrong? Like, why don't you love me? Like why mm-hmm. so with everybody that came into my life it was just kind of like okay I need you I need you here and then although being somewhat of a, a military brat um my mm-hmm. mom was high when I was like eight but like the first couple of years you know it was I was used to you know like okay like I'm here this minute but then you know my friends may they may move you know the next year or I may move or whatever right. so it was always I was used to like people like leaving my life so when we finally became permanent like I was like no I want people to stay like and I I didn't really handle it too well Mm -hmm. or didn't really accept the fact of like just not having anybody around like for real for real like even even if we don't talk every day like we still be like okay like I can still like text you like hey like how are you or like like we should still be in communication like you just cutting me off like what did I do? Like, what right. is it about me that that you don't like about me? Like, mm-hmm. like, what did I say? Like, was right. I not a good enough friend? Was I not a good enough girlfriend? Was I not a good enough whatever? Like, a good enough family member? And so, um, a lot of that just it just it manifested itself into me not feeling that I'm worthy. Like, mm. I didn't feel like I was worthy of love. I didn't feel like I was, um worthy of really anything and then in in turn like that grew into me not like Aaron said earlier me not feeling like I'm pretty me not feeling like I'm lovable me not Mm -hmm. feeling like a lot of things and it packed on so much that it buried my identity right it buried and it became this like um kind of like you know the rock layer that you learn about in school like it was so hard for me to get to the root of that issue so when it came to time like last year and, and Mika was like calling me out on not being vulnerable I'm like I am vulnerable which like I cry all the time <laughs> wow. and Mika was was just like but you're not though and you know her ministering to me and so I finally like had and, and it came to a head because one night like we was literally it was me Mika and like a couple of other friends and we was like on the phone for like hours y'all I mean like if we were on the phone so long like I probably should have went to sleep and, and had a good day but like after we got off the phone like I just felt so empty like I was like 
why and I just started crying out of nowhere like I didn't know what was wrong with me everything from I didn't feel pretty enough like I wasn't lovable like all these things that came to me and I was like you know what okay you probably need to go to therapy like we need to get to the root of this issue and a lot of the things that my therapist would have me write down was like write I am worthy at the top and then write down the different things that made me feel worthy or made me feel or like showed me that you know like you are a good enough person to love and so then after doing that a couple times I was like okay so this this is the main issue here like I'm not feeling worthy uh, of this this stuff and but then like when I gave that all to God like God was like no you are worthy like like you over here tripping off of 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 having the foo-foo like no you are (laughs) (laughs) don't get me started on the food (laughs) you know you over here thinking because you know like these guys that aren't the man that I have for you they're not your kingdom spouse because they don't want you they're not supposed to want you like you over here upset because they didn't want you that don't mean there's something wrong with you like this is true it's this not like I love you just the way you Girl, are. Like, yes, you God. are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like True. you are gorgeous. Like yeah. stop dressing yourself the way you dressing yourself. Do better. <laughs> listen, don't make me get started. Come on, Kate. yeah. Listen, that was another thing. She she meant her and her mama ministered to me by a couple months on that one, just alone. But anyway, I'm doing better, y'all. Um, yes. <laughs> Because you, yes. have to you gotta see yourself as like you got to see yourself as beautiful and and like dress that part. Like you can't just be saying, "Oh, I think I'm this lovely, wonderful person," but you don't even care enough to like pamper yourself. Like no, mm-hmm. the, it, outside looking in, people are just gonna say, "Okay, word." Like they're not gonna mm-hmm. take you at face value because when a person actually feel a sad thing, they do a sad thing. Right. Like it, that, the actions are going to follow that. It's not just going to nope. sit back and just be like, "Oh, oh, for real? Oh, God, mm-hmm, I'm trying to stop doing it." Uh huh. You is yeah, but the quan he was over yesterday. <laughs> that ain't that ain't nothing. <laughs> You're not trying to. Do it ain't. Him, I, I had a few it's people not. like tell me like, "Girl, I just don't know how you do it," and I had to be like, "Listen, once you get tired." You get Bruh, tired, okay? You get like tired. you, you just be like, you know what? It's cool. Like I don't want right. no. Like even in the moments where you may slip up, and you be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I want. Mm-mm, no, I don't. Right. Nope. Because I remember, you know, yep. foo head and them back then. Nope. Mm-mm, I'm good, Lord. I'm sorry. I, I even thought you. that thought. I don't mean right. it. <laughs> well, listen. But I mean, but it takes like being held accountable though, because the thing for me, like you know, since everybody else talking about their dirty laundry, let me just be open and honest. Ew. But um, <laughs> uh, that's one thing I had an issue with though, being open and honest. Like growing up, my abandonment issues showed up in relationships in the form of wall. Like you know, because I've been here in this like situation before I've had my dad you know be the first person to ever reject me and like Kayla said that brought about what is it about me why doesn't he care like I must not be good etc etc excuse me so it allowed for me to actually put a wall up so I was just like let me form these relationships but it's like oh I only want them to see like only this part of me because I don't want them to see the all part of me and then want to reject me and be like oh like this or, oh why she do that but I can't say of being in friendship 
with you ladies, it has allowed me to be way more open and just like transparent and more vulnerable because that's not easy for me. Like I said, my hyper independency is tied into, you know, rejection and abandonment. So it's like, I got to be the rock for me. I got to be here for me. But to be able to have solid friends to literally see you bear, like y'all have known me in one of my most embarrassing forms, like yeah. not having enough whether it comes financially like literally i'm down and out and then having to be you know giving an encouraging word like you guys have seen me in very very forms and that's how you know that people are really there for you when they're able to see you in in various forms even you're not okay forms and still love you and still care about you and still like be there for you so god is showing me in ways that i have learned you know by looking at the ways that my abandonment issues showed up in relationships in the past, I can now combat that with how I work in relationships now. So now I know whenever God give me, you know, if he bring other friends into my life or whenever the time he um, bring my kingdom spouse in, now I know, okay, instead of stonewalling and being, okay, uh-uh, wall up, um, whenever things get too rough and I feel as though that I'm being too exposed, how about I just communicate that? You know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm uncomfortable right now because I feel like you can see all of me and I don't know how I feel about you. But sometimes we make that so hard. That's hard. You know say. something, sis? The thing about all of this, God has to break you down to build you up. He do. And a lot of people don't get that when you giving <laughs> you what? Yes. <laughs> so the reason for that is like, Every time I hear a person talk, it's like I'm going through da 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 da, and they sound so cliche when I tell mm-hmm. them. Romans eight twenty eight, all on. things work together. So that's literally what he means when he says break you down to build you up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. how you supposed to see yourself isn't really how you've been seeing yourself. If Come I on. tell you you're fearfully and wonderfully made, and you ain't went it through nothing. In the back of your mind, you don't really believe it because when you trials come to face you, the right. first thing you do is fold like a piece of paper. You go into darkness, depression, anxiety. You start yep. to question your self-worth. Yep. You start to blame you. You start to blame people around you. And it goes through a whole little, 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 little thing with yourself mm-hmm. about who you are. And then if you don't feel like you're worthy, you ready to end it all. Right. But God is so faithful. He'll send you through the mud for you to understand who you are. Now, since you didn't see yourself the way you, I seen you and how you supposed to view yourself anyway, which is through God's eyes, then I'm going to send you through a hard time. It may be sickness. It may be disease. It may be you went through trauma you know, from a family member or from some random. And then, you know, like I said, there's rape and people get touched and stuff like that. Right. When you go through these things and God reshape your mind, now you ain't going for anything when you could have just been not going for anything before things happen. And I know some things are out of our control with some of the things that are, are that are in our control, like the men we deal with, the people we deal with. God be like, you can control it. But since you can't, let me allow something to happen to where you have no chance, but no choice, but to understand who you are in God. And when you start exactly. to understand who you are in God, you ain't going for it. You a dip so you quick. Oh, no. 
red flag here on it started to change that tone started to change really yes. like yes, um, Aaron said like he will take you like through the valley don't ever get to the point where you don't want to be in the valley yeah like, I'm sorry right. like because it keeps you humble I know we want to aim for those mountaintops I know we want to aim to actually be at the peak but yep. then you got to know once you actually up that how you got to come down Mm-hmm. But like when you ever stay, but if you get to the point where you constantly staying low at the feet of God, at the feet of grace, then you constantly know that he's going to elevate you higher and higher and higher because you're always continuing to position yourself lower. Not saying that you low as in you don't matter or low as in like, oh, no, you're not all of these amazing things. But no, low in spirit, low to be humble, like Aaron yes. said, low to know that he can prune you. Low to know that everybody ain't the problem sometimes is you. Low yep. to know that it starts with your mess, not other people's mess. Character development. Come on, that, that God wants to do a work in you before you can sit here and try to fix something somebody else. Come on, God. Yes, and indeed. whenever you sit back and you let God do that for you, like she said, your tune will begin to change. Like now, at this point, yes, I go through days to where the enemy will bring thoughts into my head and the enemy will try to still tell me certain things. But honestly, I am very strong and heavy on I'm a daughter of Papa. Who are you talking to? Yep. Because you're not going to just do what you want to do to me. My Heavy my, on who you talking to. He's sick mm-hmm. over here. He yeah. do. He yep. do. So I'm going to need you to leave me alone because I know who I am now. And even okay. though I might be in my mess in my mouth by, you know, giving into some of the thoughts sometimes, by, you know, not always thinking the best thoughts or sometimes not even having the best attitude. But that still does not, it still does not say that I'm not his, da- not his daughter. It still yep. does not address the fact that, hey, like he love me. That don't mean he don't love me because I cut up like that. I'm a child of his. It's just like a parent and, and, and child relationship. Yep. Just because you go around here having an attitude, just because you go around here and not literally be represented in the best light at that moment, does that mean that you are still not your mother or your father's child? Correct. No, you are still connected to them. So that's how we have to look at it when it comes in terms to God. He just said that just like, now you know you're wrong. I am. You're right. But I'm I'm, I'm going to get it right. You ain't got to punish yep. me. I'm I'm good. Because remember the last time you punched me, that's fucking hurt. And I ain't yep. got time for another one. So we got to look at it in the means like that. And I, I'm like, Aaron, I thank God so much for being redeemed. I thank yep. God so much for loving me enough to pull me out my mess. I thank God so much for loving me enough that in the times when I was depressed, oppressed, and I literally felt like I could go on, he was sunken in that place right with me, right next to me. Like, this going to be okay. You're going to get out of these. Mm-hmm. This is only temporary. We, we got to stop making temporary situations permanent. Yes, they are not. It's not a permanent situation. Temporary situations are not permanent. And to just go back to the abandonment part, whenever Kayla was actually talking, like one thing that came to my mind was we get so stuck in this mindset of, oh, because a person tell me, hey, you know, I don't think this is working. I, I really don't want to be cool with you anymore. We get so stuck in this mindset that is you that, oh, there must be something wrong with me. But we can't force a person to want to be around our space because whenever Correct. you do that, you are literally raping the person of their free will. Yep. 
anytime you try to make a situation work and that person is literally telling you, hey, this is not working for me anymore. I don't want to be cool with you anymore. For me to sit here and try to force you by trying to prove to you that I'm this person worth sticking around, I'm literally raping you of your free will. God don't even do that. If you yeah. forfeit the father and you tell the father, hey, guess what? I don't want to serve you. I don't want to do that. Is he going to be sad? Yes. But is he going to make you stay? No. Mm. So why do we do that? Mm-hmm. And that's why we got to stop getting into that that mode and that space of trying so bad to take everything personal when a lot of times it ain't even about you. It's something about it could be something that they dealing with or honestly, they might not just see the value and the worth that the father has placed over your life. If that's OK, mm-hmm. he's got yes. them and gone for a reason. Sometimes that's a blessing in people leaving your life. That's a whole nother word. That's a whole Ooh. other word. but i have seen some things i have gone through some things when people have left my life i have seen things go up i have seen clarity i have seen just blessings that come the blessings i wasn't even looking for and if i can say and i was just like oh and if i can say kayla to piggyback off what you said god's reject God, well, their rejection was God protection. Come oh on. my God. Come and what a lot of Bro. things he know that the devil set up for us because the devil set up so many distractions and I don't care who come into y'all life. Y'all can take this to the bank. Sign, sealed, and deliver. You're I'm either yours. a blessing or a distraction. Come on. Which one of the two? Come if on. it's not in God's word, their distraction. It's Mom. okay to minister to distractions, but you can't get caught up in distractions you thinking they're a part connected. of the plan. Yep, can't go ahead, baby. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. get connected. You cannot. You yep. can't get connected to it. Ooh. You have to be okay with letting people walk out your life because, baby, one thing about it, if they're meant for you, they're going to circle back around that block. Amen. You ain't got to go yep. chase nothing that God has for you. What yep. you chasing for? Yep. If they want to go at that moment, Okay, great. If we're meant to actually like reconvene this situation again and come back into, you know, being in partnership and relationship again, that would happen. If not, then that was God's way of letting us know we weren't for each other. We was only for a season. Okay, and not for a lifetime. And that's okay. It's not you. You you are wonderful. You are amazing as you are. Like, yeah, you may just you may go out and display bad behavior at times, but you got to remember that's not who you are. Okay. You, you, that is not, God has made you so much more for that. So just because a person want to leave you at that same time, you got to stop taking it personal and going straight to the, it's me. It might be mm-hmm. them. They might not be ready for what you got to give. Correct. They might Correct. Not be, and they true. might have come to know that. They might say, you know what? This is a, um, a lot. This person love me a lot, and I ain't used to this type of love. I'm scared, so let me bone. Girl. So they got to deal with their own type of stuff. Ooh, Lord. That's a whole Just word saying. right there. It's a whole word, man. So, like we are telling y'all, know who you are by first getting to know Papa. Get to yes. know him. And Get to know him. Please. Papa know you lying. Yes, God. Papa know you lying. Baby, he's seen it all. Like, why why are you trying to lie? Like, they're just like watching my five-year-old. I know he took a juice. I Sarah, the paper is there. Like <laughs> I see you. Know you. The residue. Right. 
Maybe it's there. I, I knew you took the juice. Like, why you lying to me? God be like, looking at us and I miss. He like, I bruh, see you. Bruh, why you lying to me life. and I see why? you? Why? God, I'm just gonna be like, oh, you ain't talking to me. You might be lying to you because I've been left this conversation right now. When you ready to be real, call me. Right. Me. Yeah. Because I got you. On the main line is my number. Call me on. Mm-hmm. And I'll be I'll be right on back around the block, but you tripping Correct. right now. So Correct. we can't we can't we can't sit here and allow the God just be honest, like Kayla said, open and honest with the Lord, and that's when you will see so many things begin to change in your life for yourself as well as for your relationship. So y'all, we're so glad that you guys allow us to come on here and to be transparent, to be open, to be honest with y'all about our stuff because. It's time out, like Aaron said, for people coming and paint a pretty picture and acting like y'all ain't never been through nothing. Yep. Stop it. Right. Quit it. Yes, Come good. on, Pharisaical spirit. Come on, like, God. We can't do this. I'm we waiting now. Yes, God. We gotta God. stop acting with our self-righteous selves. So we gotta let people know, hey, you are not alone. I go through the same thing that you go through even when I'm saved, even when yep. I'm Holy Ghost filled, even yep. when I proclaim the name of Jesus. I still gotta fight the good fight mm. of faith. Yes, God. So I want to thank my beautiful ladies for joining me on this podcast. Thank episode. you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank y'all, sisters. I love y'all so much. I really do. I thank y'all for joining love me. Love y'all. Love you. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I pray this touches somebody's soul because somebody needs yes. to hear this. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people feel like because certain people don't want them, certain oh, things yeah. that turn out in life that yeah that becomes a part of their identity because of the rejection. But you are so much more. That rejection was your protection. And I'm so glad we covered that. Look, start to look at things as a godly, well, in a godly light. So when things don't work out, look at that as a blessing for God, because God will, the Bible says, no good thing will I withhold from you. If he said no good thing will I withhold you, I don't care if it's woman, dog, boy, girl, cat, grandma, auntie, no good thing will he withhold from you. And when God trying to move them on out the way, you got to let God do his job and you got to not take it so personal. Oh, and understand in. that's not a part. Don't Sergio. let that define you. Don't let a Do man not. define yes, you. Don't Do let not. a job define you. Do define not. you. Don't let a situation define you. Nope. Sickness, disease, it does not define you. It God still not. deemed you worthy. Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes. He still deemed you worthy in the midst of all, no matter what situations came about and made you feel like it's about what God knows. It ain't about what you Amen. Yes, and that's God. what we got to truly keep in the back of our minds whenever we are getting through this journey called life and on this path of righteousness, y'all. That's just what we got to keep in our minds. So I'm going to say a quick word of prayer for anyone who's listening who may be battling an identity crisis or issues or any situation that is truly keeping them from knowing who they are with the father, who they are and who God has made them to be. And our prayer is that after listening to this episode, that you truly go and purposely, blatantly build a relationship with God so he can be able to pull back those layers and to show you who you are. And I promise y'all, it's beautiful underneath you. It is, despite how you feel. Father God, we come to you as humbly 
as we know how God give you honor and praise. Father God, I thank you for me and my sisters joining together on this podcast. We thank you for allowing us, Lord God, to come before your throne of grace and mercy one more time to be able to bring before the people your word, not our words, Father God, but your words. Because we truly believe, Father God, that you speak through us exactly to the hearts of people. God, whoever is listening to this podcast and they're going through a situation of identity crisis, Father God, I ask for you to bring them to you by any means necessary. God, you allow their eyes to be open to who you are. Lord God, you put them in a mode of wanting to purposely, blatantly build a relationship with you so they can understand the identity that has always been wrapped up in you. Lord God, so they can know that they're fearfully and wonderfully made, that you want to make them a royal priesthood. Lord God, that you will, like Aaron said, withhold no good thing from them because that's not who you are. Lord God, you have made them more than what their thoughts tell them. You have made them more than what the enemy has said about them. You have made them more than the labels that the world has placed on them. And you want to show them exactly how awesome they are, how marvelous they are. Lord God, you want to show them the gifts that you have planted inside of them and how you want to use them as a mighty conduit to bring others to your fold. God, I thank you, Lord God, for right now, Lord God, as they hear this prayer, you're already, Father God, working on their heart, showering them with so much love, moving in them in a mighty way. Lord God, I ask for you to place people around them that is meant for their good, that is meant for their purpose, that is meant to elevate them and to help take them to the next level and to not hinder them. And most importantly, Lord God, we pray that they are not a hindrance to themselves. God, we thank you. We praise you. We give you all honor and glory. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in, you guys. Thank you so much for having us for this week. We will be back next week because, like I said, we will be talking about preparation season, okay? What it means to actually wait on your promise of your kingdom spouse, how to get prepared for that thing, and just let God do ultimately what he is doing. So I just want to let you guys know that I love you guys once again. Miss Erin Fanise, who is hey. a life coach as well as an author, and she is the host of Confession of a Practicing Christian. Please go check out her podcast. And also, Miss Kayla Janae, who is an author of The Millennial Christian God. Please go to themillennialchristianguide.com to check out her blog stories. Guys, I love y'all. Be safe, be wonderful, be amazing, and remember you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Bye. Bye. Bye.